Hell yeah. I love that song. I composed that song. I made it. Made it with GarageBand or something, I think. Anyways, I'm back. We're back. We're back. Uh, I got young Jared again. Still, we are back. Still, still trying out. This guy stepped it up, bought a mic, bought a camera. We're not going to be talking over each other. He's in his domain. I'm in mine. And uh, hopefully this works out. Um, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, but, uh, you know, so Daniel Smith. Oh, so many things. So many things. How was your, how, how have you been since the last time I saw you? Oh, I've just been hobbling around, you know, me on my crutches, fresh, yeah, out, yeah. Of a, fresh out of knee surgery. So I'm basically right. just fighting with my surgeon about when I'm going to be able to walk properly again. Now, what kind of knee surgery did you have again? Uh, so I tore my ACL, my MCL, and my meniscus. So they fixed all of those. Well, they fixed the ACL and MCL, and then turns out the best fix for cartilage and meniscus is just to cut it off. So that's what, that's what I'm dealing with. And uh, yeah, she told me that I have to retire from hockey as if I guess I'm never going to the show now. But oh, apparently, God. apparently all my, my previous scandals would come back to haunt me anyways. What about yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. There's been some some stuff happening in the hockey world. Um, so you injured your knee playing hockey, is that right? Uh, first time, yeah, first time playing yeah. hockey, and then first time we were training, we were playing football, it was a wet field, and that wasn't ideal. And then, third time, I tore my meniscus playing hockey again at a charity event, it was fire versus police. So, oh man, look at me go, that's what I get for caring about people and being charitable, yeah. What have you playing, been up to? And playing children's games. Yeah, children's You know, that's for children. Got to keep the mind busy somehow, right? I guess so. Uh, what have I been doing? Well, I, I uh, went to Grand Prairie here to set off and uh, trying to get my old man to move into a lodge. He's a stubborn old guy. He's been living alone in his home. My mom died about six or seven years ago, and he's been not doing so hot. You know, he yeah, relied pretty heavily on her. And so he hasn't been eating right, hasn't been cleaning that place. He's been smoking like a chimney in that house, and it stinks, and it's the walls are just, and uh, the house is starting to fall apart. So we've we've been hinting at him strongly and saying you should go, but he's just he's kind of at a point in his life where he's so depressed that he's like too lazy, or, or he's just not motivated to do anything. You know, he's not motivated yeah. to end his life. He's not motivated to make his life better. He's just sitting there, stagnant. Yeah. And so my brother and I basically it wasn't really an intervention. It's just like he'll he's very agreeable. He'll go along with it, but he needs leadership. So we went there, took him to the lodge, toured him around, showed him how great it would be, showed him the food he'd be getting, you know. And he, while we were there, I mean, he sparked up conversation. He, you know, his big thing is I'm 83, I'm too young to be going in this lodge and he's still pretty spry and in, in pretty good good shape but you know he met a couple couple old farmers that were even younger than him that were in the lodge and they start talking about crops and talking about this and that so you can see his face kind of light up so oh, i think yeah. it's gonna catch but yeah we're uh well my grandparents are kind of dealing with that on my mom's side my grandpa's got pretty bad dementia and uh like they're dealing with it all right. I mean, he definitely drinks more than he should, which is right. kind of funny from the outside. Like yeah. their their social gathering is they go down to the bar and she can't like he still has his license and she can't see anything. So they, he drives and she tells him where to go. They go down to the bar and then they get a ride home. But I mean, he's deteriorating so fast that you, you can't really 
it's not made, like sustainable at home. So they're trying to get him. He was just in the hospital right. for a couple of surgeries and they're trying to get him to convince my grandma mostly to go into a home so that she has some help. But yeah, yeah it's tough dealing with uh, like giving up all your freedom like that, I think is a big part. Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know what I'd do in that situation. But I mean, actually, the lodge looks pretty good. Like if, if you know, my wife left me uh, tomorrow, I'd probably like be eyeing up the Early lodge check an option and be like geez you know i like she, you know she does a pretty good job of taking care of your boy here i'm know what i do without her but uh just you just got to convince him of the all the all the trim in the in the lodges that are going like, ah, yeah know. yeah yeah i'm sure that's uh well i actually Lampin, i did i did, I did spread of stds in the lodge. i did mention to him that maybe he could find uh find a little romance and he, he was uh, <laughs> not having any of it and not enjoying no. that idea no no i mean hey if you it's like being at home you like being at home yeah okay. all right well, we got a lot of shit to cover today um let's start out with the big news in alberta here which is uh danielle smith's announcement yesterday about a, a suite of transgender policy now the day before yesterday so i guess what, what's today thursday uh it would have been tuesday we heard that there was going to be uh, an announcement about a policy speculation and um here is what uh ndp uh lgbtq uh uh critic janice Irwin had to say let's see what she had to say about this coming announcement do you think she was looking forward to it or yeah oh boy it's such polarizing news just jumping on here really quickly because so many of you have asked me what is hold on it? can you hear that jared over there oh yeah i, I got you okay let's start again hey friends just jumping on here really quickly because so many of you have asked me what does it mean when danielle smith says she's going to be introducing so-called parental rights policy this week admittedly i don't exactly know what it means yet but <laughs> no, i can that's tell good. you Tell you it's gonna be bad. <laughs> it's gonna be horrible. I don't know what this means, but I'm pissed about it. And I know so many of you are worried, and so many of you are concerned about what this could look like. Listen, there's power in the people. So many of you spoke out in 2019 when the UCP made it more difficult for young people to access GSAs, gay straight alliances in schools. So we need to do that again. Sounds like so a let's gang. stay tuned. Let's wait to see what the details are. We won't wait too long. And we won't be quiet. And for those folks right now who are worried, who are sad, who are angry, listen, all your feelings are valid. And I need you to know that we see you, we love you, and we're going to fight for you. Who's with me? Well, there you go. Uh, the gay straight alliance, hey, that's going to be the next civil war. That's not going to be, it's not going to be. Well, East that that, those, that that thing was a big hot political hot topic for the last 10 years or more. Gray straight alliances in school. They're just basically clubs. I, I don't know much about them. I mean, I, I don't get, <laughs> I mean, but there we have Auntie Janice, who, a childless woman who, but she cares more for about your kids than you do. And they can go to her if they they're sad about anything. Um, and she doesn't know what the policy is, but she's crying already for the poor victimized kids. So yeah, let's some, hear. <laughs> sometimes I get worked up without even knowing what's. Oh going my god! On, you yeah? come, you you know what, kids? You come see Uncle Tim. Your parents—they're not giving you beer. I got your beer. 
Yeah, come oh, come yeah. over, come see Uncle Tim. There, hey, if we're if we're dropping the age in which you can change your gender, at least we're yes. giving these kids booze. You know, For have Christ. a couple of beers and a wicked hangover, and I guarantee you, they're yeah. not wanting to be gay anymore. Oh my goodness! Wow. Okay, let's see if this policy is as bad as as uh, Janice was worried it would be, and let's see what Danielle Smith had to say about the policy she's going to be introducing here. No pronouns in the bio. Their identity. This is not always an easy conversation to have. I strongly believe that we as a society must support and reach out <laughs> kindness and inclusion to those who identify as transgender and work to eliminate the discrimination they often experience in their lives. As premier of this province, I want every Albertan that identifies as transgender to know I care deeply about you and I accept you as there you your go. Auntie Daniel as cares about you too. Province, I will ensure you are supported and your rights are protected. Auntie Janice and Auntie Danielle. In the case of children care so deeply. 17 and under who are gay straight lines. I hmm. also want you to know that you are loved and supported as you work through your the government loves you kids feelings and beliefs. As we all know, children and teenagers are in a constant state of biological. I don't think we need to have the government loving kids as much as they have historically. They're constantly they're doing a little bit too much love in my dealing with biological changes and trying to understand a wide range of new thoughts and feelings. It's a very complicated time. In my view, one of the greatest responsibilities we as parents, teachers, and community leaders have is to preserve for our children the right to grow and develop into mature adults so that they are better prepared to make the most impactful decisions affecting their lives. Decisions like choosing a career, a partner. Wait a sec. Who's this we business? This sounds like it's a parental duty and obligation to make sure but okay sounds like raising it. children their interaction with legal drugs like alcohol and cannabis their sexual activities and preferences Legalized and any math. other adult choices mm. it is my view of that list of adult choices includes deciding whether or not to alter one's biological sex making permanent and irreversible decisions regarding one's biological sex while still a youth can severely limit that child's choices in the future prematurely encouraging or enabling children to alter their very biology or natural growth, no matter how well-intentioned and sincere, poses a risk to that child's future that I, as Premier, am not comfortable with permitting in our province. Similarly, the risks and unfair advantages that young women and girls are experiencing when competing with biologically stronger transgender females in sporting competitions have also grown too high. After much discussion, the government caucus and I have therefore decided to implement the following policies and guidelines as it relates to transgender minors and athletes, including additional support. Oh, they're cracking down on athletes too. To secure the healthcare yeah. they need and the counseling well, support they need by identifying as transgender, to ensure they can successfully work their way through their complex feelings and emotions as they grow to adulthood. First, on the issue of gender reassignment treatments for minors. For minors age 17 and under, top and bottom gender reassignment surgeries will not be permitted. For children age 15 and under, mm -hmm. puberty blockers and hormone therapies for the purpose of gender reassignment or affirmation will also not be permitted, with the exception of those who've already commenced their treatment at this time. Minors age 16 and 17 will be permitted to commence hormone therapies for gender reassignment and affirmation purposes so long as they are deemed mature enough to make these decisions and have parental physician and psychologist approval. For transgender adults, our government is currently working to attract one or more medical professionals to practice in Alberta who specialize in transgender surgery to ensure those individuals transitioning have access to an expert in Alberta 
to assist them with their extremely unique and complex medical needs, rather than going to Quebec, which is now the practice. We will also be building a private registry of medical professionals who specialize in this field to better support the lifelong healthcare needs of transgender Albertans, including access to needed hormones and surgery aftercare. When it comes to class- so, so we've had some prohibitions at the front. This is like a sandwich, right? We're, we've got the prohibitions out of the way, and now we're talking about all the things we're going to do for uh, for these people, all the support we're going to provide adults. And um, But, I mean, what's to stop minors from going to Quebec or another province uh, to get stuff done? Well, I don't know. We need to build a wall. Wow, a wall, yes. A we're going to build the opposite of the states. We're we going to keep them all in. The government needs keep, to keep these kids safe. Put them in government bubbles, government just, matrix what if, pods. Now, hear me out. What yes. if we just we just take them to an island, and we just ah. keep all these kids ah. on an island? Yeah, and then we'll bring in to keep them calm and whatnot. Hey. We'll just bring in a bunch of celebrities. You know, I, I think have... I think there's an island not being used right now, right? <laughs> oh yeah, that one got shut down. Yeah, it's free real estate. Oh man, okay. Classroom instruction on subject matter involving gender identity, sexual orientation, or human sexuality, we will be requiring parental notification and an opt-in requirement for each instance a teacher intends to give formal instruction on these subjects. But here's a question. If I'm homeschooling my kids, uh, do I have to tell the other parent if my kid is chooses to identify as a fire truck or something? I'm okay with right. fire truck. I'm okay with fire truck. I don't have to tell you about that. No, I don't think so. I think okay. once you start getting into, well, I don't know, other forms of automobiles might be a little more questionable, but it, it really depends. Right. I mean, Probably I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious, like if people's beliefs don't line up with this, are they going to be the ones coming forward and telling the parents? What do you mean? Like if, if a child, if a child comes forward to a teacher yeah, that they feel like transitioning or what so have you, they're uncomcomfortable with their sexuality. And then that is, that's supposed to be brought back to the parents from the teacher who was like, was told this problem, right? If the teacher right. itself doesn't believe in that, are they going to tell us? Because we know that that's a thing. I mean, typically. Well, I mean, this is supposed to, uh, <laughs> is supposed to, uh require teachers to you know your kid starts identifying as a different gender or something like that or changes their gender identity they're supposed to let you know i guess is the oh, okay I see is that. a thing right so um okay. i mean if if i were a kid in school now i would i would totally fuck with teachers i'd be like i'd change my gender identity every day i just let my parents know hey i'm gonna be fucking <laughs> with teachers and i'd force these teachers to have to call my parents every day because little Timmy has uh, changed his gender identity yet again, just to uh, keep him on their toes. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just, my brain's wired that way. And I bet you there's a few other kids whose brains are wired that way too. Yeah, no, that's uh, uncommon. All right, let's keep All third-party resource materials or presentations related to gender identity, sexual orientation, or human sexuality in our K through 12 mm -hmm. school system will need to be pre-approved by the Ministry of mm. Education to ensure the materials are age appropriate. For a minor, age 15 and under, the government will you better only be teaching the missionary position. Consent for a school to alter <laughs> belly to the belly. pronouns of a belly child. To belly. For 16 Close and bond, intimacy, to eye contact. Pronouns, 
Parents do not need to give none consent. Of this porn, none, none of this porn shit. We know that nearly all parents, even those who may government, have government approved sex dual positions only. Their children, no matter what choices they make. However, in the handful of rare situations where one or both of the parents reject or become abusive to a child who identifies as transgender, we have child protection laws that will be strictly enforced. The government is also designing a pilot project to uh, provide government is there to love and care for children, to parents and youth identifying as transgender to work Definitely through the unique challenges that. That these families face. Mm. We encourage all teachers, parents, classmates and youth volunteers to be on the watch for any instances of bullying of youth or children for any reason. So adults can assist with putting a stop to it the moment it is detected. Our government also needs to deal with the emerging issue of the unfair disadvantages that young women and girls are experiencing when competing with biologically stronger transgender female athletes in sporting competitions. Hmm. I strongly believe that those who were born male but have transitioned to or identify as female are owed the opportunity to meaningfully participate in sport. However, there are obvious biological realities that give transgender female athletes a massive competitive advantage over women and girls. It is not so. beneficial for those women, including what? those who are transgender, for this divisive and sometimes dangerous situation to continue. That is why the Alberta government will work with sporting organizations acting. Uh, that's what we need: government more involved in sports. Have the choice to compete in a women's Don't get me started. Not, the government being involved in sports. to compete with biologically stronger transgender female athletes. We will also work with those same sporting organizations to ensure transgender athletes are able to meaningfully participate in the sport of their choice through the expansion of co-ed or other gender neutral divisions for athletic competitions. I understand how controversial and divisive discussions on topics of sexuality and gender, she's got a she's got especially a big when those conversations involve one. children. I would therefore mm. ask that as we work through implementing these policies that we as adults in this province do all we can to depoliticize the discussion hmm. and focus on the well-being of the children involved, whether they are young people identifying Buddy as transgender or who find glass. themselves attracted to those of the same sex or simply trying to understand the complex and often changing emotions and feelings of being teenagers. They all need our unconditional love and support. And it's to those children and teens that I want to say just how much we love you and support you in becoming the person you want to be. You never have to feel alone or isolated. Mm, yes, if you government loves you. Parents, family yeah. members. That's teachers, why we tax you. That's why we control your every move. That's why we lock you down during COVID. We care Maybe about as the you. Adults in your life My parents will be there for you. To make so sure you know just how amazing oh, and man. precious you are. Thank you for listening. Well, there you go. There is uh, Daniel Smith's. Honestly, I'm kind of pissed. I'm kind of pissed. My number one shot at going to the pros was transgender Olympics. Just hopping in is like. Well, I was gonna. I was about to run a, a, a like a co-ed kind of league, a, a female-only league, but I was gonna allow transgenders in there, and you know, I was gonna have like a fight club for Just that. Actually, that golfer. Hey, that golfer. Couldn't couldn't do it in Alberta, and that's so now. I guess I can't do that. You know, I don't look. I I, uh, I there's there's I get the instinct here to protect kids. I, I don't need the government more involved in my kid's life. Look, you government, Danny. I appreciate what you're doing, but I don't need your help protecting my kid from wokeism. I got all that covered. All right, just end your involvement with education altogether and lower my damn taxes. That's all I ask of you. Just. We, we don't need 
more policies if you just take that out of your portfolio. And we definitely don't need government approved sports and you getting involved in sports. No, definitely. I, I, I mean, this seems something like seems like something the market would handily take care of, right? Uh, you know, we we have female only, very strict sporting leagues, and we have whatever looser co-ed ones or whatever. We have, you know, let people. I, I, it feels like if there's a demand, there's going to be uh, an organization that fills that demand. But let's go to some of these uh, comments here. Um, Legalize Fent. Pronouns in bio detected. Opinion rejected. All right. There's <laughs> an Oilers fan. G. Foss. Daniel Smith. My goat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, listen. I gotta tell. I gotta say, like the the, the message she she put out was very, uh, very like politically. It was. I think it was pretty astute. Now, what you're what I'm seeing on Twitter as a reaction to this is both the right and the left agree doesn't go far enough. Government isn't involved enough in, in school or the kids' lives. They just kind of disagree on how, what direction they should be involved in. You know, the, the progressive left want the government to be surrogate parents essentially, and to continue <laughs> loving the kids and the right. I mean, they just want the government to go back to, to plain old indoctrination, you know, uh, they, they, you get the impression that they want to drive all the woke teachers out of public education. So who would be left teaching our kids if all the woke women were left public education? There'd be almost no one left teaching our kids. But, you know, we could go back to when teaching was basic propaganda, like the government is for the basic. people, by the people, like uh, knowledge comes from approved authority figures, that it doesn't matter what you're interested in. It only matters what what uh, we say you should learn, you know, where kids learn that the ability to achieve success is contingent on memorizing and regurgitating state approved facts where they realize, hey, don't hurt people and take their stuff unless you're the government. The government can do that. They call it taxation. Let's just go back to good old fashioned propaganda, the conservatives say, and get rid of this woke propaganda. I saw someone actually tweet, oh, now the government is no longer indoctrinating our kids. I'm like, I don't think you understand. All right, what does Justin Turtle have to have say? Any, don't even have any more good propaganda nowadays. Oh, we still got lots. Government. Look, this whole thing is an exercise in how well propagandized society is that we are asking the government to solve the problem. Even so-called patriots, Freedom fighters are applauding this, and I can see why they're applauding it, but they're still asking the state to solve their problems for you. Just get your kid out of public school. Don't send them to these factories. You think that your blue-haired, woke teacher who now has to mandatorily report when your conservative kid who you raised as a good God-fearing child is now uh, decided to be trans, do you think that blue that kid is protected from, from wokeism? Doesn't matter. I, I mean, what back. actually, and what problem is this solving, anyways? Are there any conservative kids out there from good conservative families that are uh, that are confused about their gender? And are there any uh, kids from progressive single moms that uh, <laughs> are there any progressive single moms who give a shit what their kid identify as at school? Uh, so no, no one is being. This isn't fixing a, a problem at all. Conservative I mean, kids are never going to identify as transgender and progressive kids, their moms don't care. So there's probably some good old farm boys from Provost who can wrestle that would like to switch genders and fight for the other team. You know, 
Yeah, could be. Could be. You get, you, you know, find some some interesting characters in small towns. Um, all right. What Justin Turto has to say here. <laughs> What would happen if we affirmed other forms of dysphoria like anorexia? Well, I mean, there's a there's a fair point there, right? It's like, okay, if I if I if I have, I know. think is anorexia not already classified as a mental illness? Well, I guess his point is like maybe this stuff should be classified more as a mental illness okay, and not affirmed. Maybe we shouldn't, you know, like if we treated anorexia like. Uh, gender dysphoria for example uh would we give make sure that kids who who felt like you know 90 pound girls who thought they were fat we could liposuction them to death or something to affirm their identity um F i think that, that would be all for it. i think that's his point but not sure gabriel Shear says here in oklahoma the state government took a different approach they just send checks out to parents for private school tuition yeah i mean that seems like a, a better approach. I mean, I'd prefer the government not send any checks out, but if they're going to, you know, if they're going to be involved in public education, at least. Wait, do they? So they send checks out to parents for private school tuition. Right. Like for everybody or just for. I guess if you decide you don't want to go to public school, they probably it's probably like a school voucher program. Like and I think Alberta actually has something similar. Like we have school choice in Alberta. To a large extent um so if you don't like your school you can send your kid to another school like a montessori school or one which seems like the a better approach than trying to fit a one-size-fits-all thing onto all schools um but how school vultures vultures work is your the money follows your child to whatever school they choose so when you're sending your oh and it's reimbursement yeah it's a reimbursement he said so yeah, it's it's kind of along the same lines as a voucher, though. Hey, Gabriel, um, like it gives parents more choice. It's like the government says we'll still pay for your child's education, but you as a parent get to choose how they're educated. Like I, I get the sense that conservatives won't be happy until these teachers all have Elon Musk's neural link in their brain and Daniel Smith is directly controlling exactly what the teachers say in a classroom or something like that. I mean, that's essentially what you'd have to do. To get the level of protection um, that that they're seeking from wokeism, because you can't tell me that a woke teacher isn't going to infect the kids with their. I mean, I, I think of all the teachers I had growing up, and I was strongly influenced by all their ideas, and most of them were pretty cool. But um, you know, if I had it, it, in today's environment, I could imagine being strongly influenced, even if the teacher had to mandatorily report um, something to the to the parents. Well, if we're waiting, if the transgender parents are waiting for the narrow link, then my biggest qualm with that is we're going to have our John Connor is going to be a trans. And I don't know if I could get on board with that franchise again. Yeah, yeah fair enough. All right. Well, have we beat this one to death or I mean, look, I, another point I want to make about this, too, is you if I send my kid to school, if I hire a teacher to educate my child. What do I want the government controlling what that teacher is telling my child? Do I want some mandatory rules from the government or do I want to have a chat with that teacher? Do I want to trust that teacher to use their judgment? And, and, you know, that there are times, you know, for example, if I, if your kid's going to a therapist, you want the therapist and the child to have, uh, a, a, 
there's an expectation of privacy there that they have some, you know, the therapist isn't going to tell the parent everything to help the kid so that the kid can trust them and tell them all their problems and help them through things. Right. Um, so you, you're trusting these people with your child. That's why you hire them. That's why you're not doing it yourself. And it doesn't, it seems to me that then constraining them to reading off a script that you provide for them is like doing the opposite of what you're asking them to do. But anyways, uh, let's see what, what, uh, old Sanico has to say in Lethbridge, the Antifa leader is a teacher for junior high. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, look, the, the teacher, teachers union, public education, it's full of, of teachers that were in, trained in very left-leaning institutions. I mean, that's just the reality of it. And so, and you're never going to legislate that away. What, what you're doing is you're saying, okay, government, we want you to control education. We want you to tightly control it like a conservative would. And the message you're sending to government is we think you should be heavily involved in education and controlling it. And you've just given your enemy a weapon by with which they will destroy you. And that's what they're doing right now because conservatives have bought into this idea that education should be public just as much as progressives. And now conservatives are being bashed with it. Conservatives, how did it work out for you that you wanted the, the government involved in marriage or morality? And how's that going for you now that the left has control of the, those very institutions you pushed? It's not going so well. Anyways, I digress. You know but what grinds my I, gears? Yeah. <laughs> Let's grind in your gears. Tim. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Oh, this is making lots of news. What do we got next? How many Swifties are in the audience? Ah, oh, don't even get me started. Here is, uh, there's some conspiracy theories going around about, about, uh, so I'll, I'll get started with, I wore the wrong sweater today. I, oh. I should have been wearing a Baltimore Ravens sweater. It was, uh, it was a tough week last week watching Baltimore. You know, we were supposed to go. This was our year. And guess who we run into in the AFC Championship? It's those goddamn Chiefs and their Taylor Swift army. And oh, I'm boy. telling you, it's rigged. It's rigged. It's rigged. Okay, well, you are you seem to be right in line with a bunch of MAGA hat-wearing folks in America who, who are paranoid, according to the New Yorker. Make uh, Alberta about, great again. About Taylor Swift's... Um, involvement in in the nhl um this is kind of a longish article what's it what's the gist of this article so the gist of it basically is the timing seems impeccable i i'm not actually a nfl script supporter i think that it just you know just the luck of the draw uh the article is funny and it basically says that the nfl is scripted because they're down viewership they're bringing in this power couple and sure they got together, whatever that's not to say that it wouldn't have happened, but they're bringing in this power couple with the chiefs and Travis Kelsey, who was already one of the more famous players in the NFL because of their show and their podcast, him and his brother have a podcast that has a lot of interaction. Right. And uh, the chiefs played like garbage all season and uh, miraculously made it all the way through to the Super Bowl. 
And it just seems as time has gone on and progressed, Taylor Swift is getting more and more airtime every game after plays, in between plays. And they reached out to Taylor Swift to go do the Super Bowl because of it. Taylor Swift said no, obviously, because she's on her heiress tour right now and is probably one of the richest women in the world. Right. And hmm. uh, then the conspiracy comes in where they're twisting it left wing because Travis Kelsey is a big, he's a labeled a Pfizer guy in the NFL and he's a right, big vaccine right. supporter. And Taylor Swift has been very vocal about her being supporting of uh, Biden, right? So I think that's the gist of it. And there's obviously more to it than that. I'm obviously just chapped that, you know, my sweet, sweet Ravens got put out in the AFC championship again. Well, not again, first time ever, but oh boy, Taylor Swift is having too big of an impact on this world. And I don't care what anybody says, I'll die on that hill. You'll die on that hill, huh? I'll die well, on that are, hill. are you one of these guys? Um, so you're, are you, are you a Swift? hater or like i wouldn't say i'm a swift hater i actually pre-2020 ish 2021 then i was a big swift supporter and since then i'm a swift hater yes oh boy yeah oh you're so. one of these misogynists well let, let me show you here what uh why, why your your attitude is completely wrong mister and uh let me let me scold you Get me in this, this is a meme that was going around. I thought it was interesting. Um, your daughters are watching you hate Taylor Swift for supporting her boyfriend and hearing you complain about her taking 60 seconds of airtime out of a three-hour game. They hear, be smaller, be less, do better. How about what they should be hearing is, don't cheer for the Chiefs. Well... Listen, Taylor Swift is saving NHL for, or NHL. Is it? It's not. The it's NHL, NFL, NFL. It's NFL. Right. Yes, yeah. I'm not very good on sports balls. Um, but here I made a, I made my own uh, I own meme about this. Your sons are watching their Swifty moms scratch their heads going, what does she see in this ugly barbarian? And what they hear is don't be ugly. Don't be a barbarian. Don't be you. Do better yeah. moms. Dude, I don't. Better. I don't want that message getting out there. It's like my whole mo. Oh man, I tell you, I tell you. Well, okay. Maybe. So, so, so what? Like, I, I had a guy on my Facebook tell me that all all of sports, professional sports, is scripted. You can there's there's a formula to figure it out. I don't get it. Um, I here's big, what I. It, the it, big thing with the NFL right now is. It does lean towards when you look at how the seasons play out, it leans towards like the commissioners and the owners kind of having a say in who's going to win based on who has the biggest fan base and who's going to bring in the most revenue. That being said, you could easily correlate that to the people with the biggest fan base and the biggest revenue are going to attract more better players. Right. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, how else would they affect the game? Like uh, the, I, Ra the Ravens were beating Kansas City. Did, did, were they told to uh, to take a fall? Or interesting, like you bring that up. Oh, so okay. th there was a different referee scheduled for the game because this oh, was a this was a Baltimore home seed game. It's the first time Lamar's ever won home seed in the playoffs. It's the first time he's ever been to the AFC. It was a Baltimore home seed game. People playing in Baltimore have a historically low win rate. Like the away teams have a low win rate. Okay. In the last, I think, five years or whatever it is. 
So now they bring in this other ref a month or maybe what the game was set. And then they changed the ref and the ref is now I forget his name, but his stats, he's got the highest, most penalized home teams and the highest winning percentage for Mm. away teams. And there was many calls in that game where like, sure, it wouldn't have changed the outcome of the game. It might've, but we won't know, but there was non calls on calls that should have been made. So that's how you could rig it. You could rig it with guys who you know are going to call the game the way you want. Yeah, to. but if but if you're, if, you know, but even with bad calls, you could still win against. Even if they're calling pl- plays against you or whatever, right? Sometimes, I mean, uh, but there's... you just said that they didn't win based on the bad calls. I mean, I I saw no. a bit of that game, and it looked like the Ravens missed a clutch field goal, and the crowd turned, and um. And next thing you know, KC was picking up all this momentum and I the Ravens were it. wilting. I hate to say it. You're right. The Ravens would have lost that game with or without the refing. But you can't right. deny me that <laughs> the refing situation was not all talent. Okay. You know? I, I mean, I, I don't know enough about it, but I, I'll grant you that the refing. But also, I mean, you're, there's going to be coincidences like this all the time. Like refs change out. They have. And the only reason you're noticing this coincidence now and not other times when it happens, when it doesn't go um, the way it should have been scripted is because it's convenient. That's called confirmation bias. Uh, It's a cognitive fallacy. And I think you probably know that. No, Um, my sweet, sweet Ravens. But here's, here's what's, here's what's going to happen now. You know, the right wing, like you, did you see Donald Trump attack Taylor Swift or whatever? I did. I didn't look into it, but I did see that link come up. You're right. And so now what's predictable, what's going to happen, because Taylor Swift has been relatively political neutral. I know a lot of Republicans kind of dug her because of her values and different things like that. But now she's getting, she there, there's no spot for her left on the right, right? I mean, her boyfriend did a, a Pfizer uh, ad. So he's obviously a shill for Big Pharma and he's irredeemable. Like the right wing is really good at this, it, making, and they're, they're as good as the left. The left and the right are, are equally as good at this, as, at pushing people on over because they don't, you know, they try to have a nuanced view and then they realize, oh, I'm no longer welcome over here. I guess I'm going to support the Democrats. And so that's what's going to happen. They're, they're Trump yeah. and the right wing are making it easier for all of Taylor Swift's fan base to get out the vote for Biden. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that, that's where all this hate is getting getting the Swifties. Folks. I think my biggest qualm with this whole thing, just having Taylor Swift on the Chiefs, is the Chiefs were already an insufferable franchise of fans just because they have been that good for the last five, six years. He's undoubtedly, undoubtedly one of the best quarterbacks in the game. They put a good team around him. He makes bad teams look good. You can't deny that. One of the things that everybody says is they're like, well, why don't you want Taylor Swift getting screen time? She was always a football fan. Like she grew up in the state. She's always a football fan. And I'm like, yeah, well, she grew up in Philly. And then everybody's like, well, yeah, she was an Eagles fan. You don't just switch. You're not just like, you don't like, I'm an Oilers fan. If I moved to Calgary, I'm sure as hell. Oh, well, wait a second. Isn't Cal- Kelsey's brother play for the Eagles? Yeah. So maybe she's just trying to get close to the then Eagles why, that way. Then why is she wearing why is she wearing a Kelsey eighty seven jersey? Well, she's got to cheer on her boyfriend if she's going to get close to the Eagles. That's her closest. Maybe hey, that maybe she's might, playing, That might be the next conspiracy. What if what if Swift is playing three D chess? Chess. Then, then I would take everything I just here's said. My, here's my here's my question. What is what does Kelsey Kelsey get it? You get out of this like 
is this going to go anywhere? Because she's she's 34. I mean, her reproductive window is rapidly closing. I got to imagine that a barbarian like Kelsey is going to want a few offspring. Man, is, and is I, what I don't get is what? like, sure, t- sure, Taylor Swift's kind of hot, but Taylor Swift is nothing compared to the tra- talent that he could be pulling. And he had his own dating show called right. Catching Kelsey, and he was turning down like cheerleaders who were solid tens. So it just doesn't make sense. Oh, Taylor boy. Swift looks like right. well, she makes fans for chicks who give. Uh, maybe you're, maybe it twists me over to the conspiracy side. The next album is NFL. Then she will dump him and she'll move on to the NHL. Oh, that's good. Maybe she can pull Connor McDavid or someone like that. And well, and that's what I said. I was everybody's but, like, this is <laughs> this is just misogyny. And I'm like, yeah, oh. but nobody cared when Carrie Underwood was dating Mike or is married to Mike Fisher now when they first started. Right. It was just like, hey, good for him. Or what about like, uh, everybody hates Ju- Mike Jessica Fisher. Jessica Simpson with Tony Romo? Yeah, nobody cared. Yeah. Um so, right. Well, here, listen, 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 let's let's say something positive about Taylor. This whole situation. She's bringing a lot of new fans and eyeballs to the NFL. So now good on the NFL. The NFL is going to be able to charge more for you to watch sports ball. And it's not uh, like the NHL. You can actually watch NFL games without having cable. No, no, no. there you go. All right. <laughs> oh, OK, man, let's move on. Heat it up. I'm done with it. Oh, <laughs> Gears are grinding, hey? Okay, hey, let's man. see. Oh, I don't want to go to that one yet. Um, let's go to this convoy, God's Army, uh, God's Convoy. Hell yeah, the Texas Crusaders, let's go. Yes, they're headed down there to take care of the border once and for all. They've learned one thing, it's that trucker convoys get things done. Texas forever, baby. And they're headed down there to take matters into their own home, but if Apparently, their mission is falling into chaos, according to this report. Um, The God's Convoy Trucker Convoy that's headed to the U.S.-Mexico border in Texas in a Take Our Borders Back campaign is off to a rocky start, according to a a report from Wired. Okay, now, wait a sec. Wired and Raw, these are are lefty media outlets, I suspect. No, uh, there's no chance that the people standing against the Texas Freedom Convoy of God. No, I, what, what I'm saying is these guys, this these media outlets are going to give them a bad bad name. They're biased, right? True. They're biased against the, the convoy. So they're going to print bad stories. But I just <laughs> look noticed. At, look at your targeted ads. <laughs> I know. I, I know. <laughs> what uh, you've been looking would, at. Just looking at uh, for those of you listening at home, there's a targeted ad. I, your boy here has been looking up swimming trunks because uh, I got to go uh, on a beach vacation soon. And uh, there's a swimming trunk that has a big rooster right where my junk would be. And it says, stop staring at my cock. Look at and, the ones uh, on the right. Look and you know what? I kind of like it. Look at my peener. Uh, fuck oh, it. Let's man. drink beer. It's horrible. You guys are finding out all about things. Google, you're screwing me. Uh, anyways, the movement aimed to amass thousands of trucks at the border and what organizers called a biblical protest of the record number of migrants. Yeah, because if there's one thing that God and Jesus are known for, it's definitely repelling immigrants and telling them to fuck off. Yeah, um, sure. But but it was hindered before it even started. What organizers promised would be a force 700,000 strong saw just dozens set off from Virginia Beach Monday. The low turnout was blamed on right-wing paranoia that the event was an FBI trap. Well, that's reasonable paranoia right there. I mean, these things generally are. And now they hit the road. They've hit 
they've been hit by many trials. According to one convoy member, some woke up to find their tires had been slashed outside a hotel they were staying at. Others said that they were, when the group assembled at a meeting point in Norfolk, Virginia, the number of trucks was tiny and none are joined since. 12 trucks oh, doesn't boy. even cause a traffic jam on the QE2. Right. A bizarre incident reportedly took place when the convoy's main bus pulled over on the shoulder of a highway and ejected one of its passengers. I wonder what that guy was saying. According to a live stream that reported on the incident, it's not oh. known why the passenger was booted, but he was left stranded in Florence, South Carolina without his wallet. Oh, boy. He clearly was not one of God's soldiers. In well, you know, look, pilgrims and God's soldiers, you're going to face all sorts of trials and tribulations. Hang in there, boys. Hang in there got a dog pulling cords in all right well i mean this is this is a uh yeah it's an interesting dilemma i'm Not more curious because they did they i was looking i couldn't find anything but they were having a national hearing about whether or not that wire had to that uh razor wire had to come down on the border like they were going down to cut the razor wire Right? Like that's the last I heard of, and then I haven't heard anything since. So I don't know if they did it. You'd think you heard, you would hear about that. Well, I've heard Texas is going to be pushing back against that. Right? They're going to be putting up razor wire against that court order and uh, exerting their own sovereignty. So more um, razor wire. Canadian libertarian says, "God bless Texas, Hong Kong, hey Texas Canadian. forever, baby." Yeah, baby. I'm a certified firefighter in Texas. Fun. Are you? Yeah. Oh well. Should uh, uh, I wouldn't try crossing the border into Texas yeah, right yeah. now? God's yeah, army might have something to say about you trying to fight fires down there. Yeah, no, God's army would not be a fan of young Jared. That's for sure. No, oh boy. Um, okay, as again. All right, let's move on to uh, some Canadian news here. We've got. Um, well, you were a hockey player. Did you see anything like this going on when you were playing hockey? We have. Uh, Five players, four of them in the NHL, are currently charged with uh, a sexual assault involved, uh, involving stemming from the 2018 Canadian World Junior players. So they were uh, all on Team Canada, Team Junior. Apparently, five of these guys uh, sexually assaulted a young lady. And um, well, <clears throat> you hate you hate to see it at all. Unfortunately, as time goes on, <clears throat> like I personally didn't see it, but you like all these stories that are coming out are coming out from the time frames that I did was playing and right. it did it was happening all the time i mean look back at theo flurry right like uh, right. is as long as time's gone back chicago just had a big scandal uh like my hometown edson they just got a junior team and i would i want to say like 2 3 years ago this coach that they brought in was uh i don't know what came of it if he got charged or not so i should probably watch what i say but he got ran out of there pretty quick and there's a bunch of accusations thrown around along the same lines with male players. And then right. uh, once they started digging into him, they realized he had had complaints like this from other teams before. And that's why he was unemployed. I mean, ah. you really do hate to see uh, like a uh, local, local town hero, Carter Hart, right? He's yeah. from, Sher from Sherwood park mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. hometown hero. I mean, Obviously, there's a lot of shady stuff that goes on behind closed doors. And if it's true, then I'm glad they're fessing up and going forward with it. And if it's not true, I'm just curious to see how this plays out because both case, there's been cases proving both sides in the past. Right. 
Right. It's interesting why it's coming up now. You know, I was a little skeptical of this case at first, uh, just because apparently there was video, just from what I was reading, there was video of her consenting. Um, like one of the boys got a, got a video about uh, uh, saying that she consents or whatever. But yeah. then apparently um, it sounds like things happened after she passed out or was roofied or whatever. And a bunch of things were done to her at that time that she did not consent to that couldn't, she couldn't have meaningfully consented to. And some of the, I, I've heard some background information, actually a friend of mine, um, his, his old lady uh, cut hair of a lawyer involved in this case. And that lawyer divulged some details that were frankly shocking, mortifying, and it like goes from to, her from her deposition or her yeah the lawyer is re representing her or something like that she's some powerful lawyer so i mean she was defecated on every orifice was torn and she was unconscious while this is going I, on and so i don't want to sound like i'm on the wrong side of it because i likely yeah. make jokes but if that shit's true then fucking lock them up Joey. yeah exactly exactly I mean, there is have been cases and it's tough to, it's tough to say without actually being there nobody knows the real story and right. even the court yeah. case isn't going to expose all those details even if, if they're true like i know you don't lie on the stand but people do lie on the stand i forget oh, the guy's sure. name there was not too long ago it would have been 2015 or 16 there was a super strong defensive tackle played for baylor in the ncaa like a football player and in his draft year, uh, some girl accused him of raping her. And then he went to prison or they at least went to court, lost all his scholarships, obviously lost all. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah. And then it came out five years later that it didn't happen. Right. right. And now he plays in the CFL. Right. He's still playing professional football, but he lost like was like let's say if he's got a five-year career he's losing out on like easily 80 million dollars right? yeah yeah all because she's just like and she got nothing from it so well and, and, as an and then there was there there was the duke lacrosse case i don't know if you remember that where a lacrosse team was accused of something similar and this went on for over a year or two and then some evidence came forward like video evidence of them being not even anywhere near and couldn't have been near the location where the sexual assault allegedly happened and they were totally exonerated, but they, they had their names drug through the mud. I think they were expelled from school. They were just, their lives were destroyed because of the allegations. So, um, yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a tough one. I mean, if I'm Carter Hart at the 2018 world juniors, you don't, you don't have to like force somebody. You're a celebrity. No. You're a celebrity. Yeah. Yeah. That's your five. It's, it's it's weird, and maybe you could explain this. Like, you know, you kind of mentioned um, sexual assault from leadership, right? Like that there there's a lot of that going on. Well, I, I mean, in organized sports, I mean, remember the the gymnasts, the U.S. gymnasts who were sexually uh, abused by coaches and medical staff, and well, a um, lot of that, a lot of that comes from like these high, high level athletes, even like medium level athletes are leaving home. Right. 14, 15 years old. But do you think that plays into it? Cause I like, I'm, I haven't really played hockey before. Is there a culture? Uh, it, it, 
I mean, you got a bunch of young studs, hormones raging. They're going to battle every night. Um, it seems like a fairly sexually charged environment to start with. Would that be fair? Okay. Like, like they, you got puck bunnies, you know, throwing yeah. themselves at you. Uh, and then you, you're, you know, you're away from home on the road and like experiencing all this freedom all of a sudden, like, do you think it's kind of like a Lord of the flies thing where oh, a highly sure, charged yeah. sexual environment leads to up in the ante, pushing sure, the boundaries even like, further and further, like group, group sex or yeah, whatever. But, 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 even, but even like pulling, like even pulling a puck bunny, right? Like doing a one night stand that is not entire that, that doesn't denote a level of respect for that woman. Uh, <laughs> Right, it's like no. you're, you're using her for the night and then discarding her and moving on to the next one. But I think the very by definition of puck bunny, like, right, they're uh, okay it, with that. It, it's mutually consensual. I mean, obviously, yeah. these young women are making terrible choices, and and should stay away <laughs> from that crowd. I mean, if I listen, I kept my daughters far away from hockey players, right, Be because of this perception I have. I was just checking in with you to see if I was I ready think to do so. But like between players, for sure, the camaraderie things get out of hand really fast yeah. in any circumstance, right? Like you right. could go. Sure. I remember in junior, we'd go and there'd be a like a high school party, and then it would be like the high schoolers versus like the high school age junior players, right? And so mm -hmm. there's five or six of us, and five or six of them, and then one guy's picking a fight, and then now you're in a high school fight, right? Yeah. And like, and obviously that's not quite that's not the same but it's same mentality right like if one right. guy's gonna do it then you think it's right you're taking these guys away from their parents in the formative years and now that's where the coaching issues comes in and like head staff because it's like if i'm 16 and i want to go to the nhl and my coach says if you don't do x x and y then i'm never gonna you're never gonna play on a team in this league again you're never gonna have a shot so now right. you're doing x and y because you want yeah to make it so yeah yeah, it's a terrible situation. Well, there's one thing we've learned in the past week. It's that the government needs to write a law about this somehow to protect the kids because they love the kids. The kids um, are the government's biggest. Yeah, they're, they, they love them so much. Uh, Canadian Libertarian says it's far too difficult to make any judgments when we're not privy to all the facts. A absolutely. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Let's wait before we, we execute people to to find out some actual facts here both sides of the story let the justice what's, system prevail what's grinding their gears yeah <laughs> but uh i don't know uh okay let's see let's move on here there's here's something that's kind of interesting if you're a wrestling fan and you like uh, netflix and chill uh the wwe is joining with netflix to stream wwe raw starting next year at its biggest jump in live entertainment Wait, what, WWE, what do you know about Raw, WWE Raw's partnering with Netflix? Yeah. I guess, I, guess uh, I don't know if this is new to anybody else, but I've been going Raw to Netflix for a minute now. So, I mean, I guess we're going to make it official. Is that the name? It's not Netflix and chill anymore. It's just Raw <laughs> Netflix. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> same thing. Same thing. Yeah. I'm curious right. to see if they start getting more into live events now because Netflix is dominated in every right. other category, movies, TV shows. They're crushing it right now. Are they going to go ahead with like, 
I know you mentioned something well, about the UFC. Yeah, I mean, the UFC is is amalgamated with the WWE now as well, I believe. And um, like they're under the same umbrella company. So it'll be interesting to see if, if Netflix captures that market as well. But it says here the 10-year deal is valued at more than $5 billion. Uh, Netflix will have the option to exit the deal after five years and extend it for another decade. Streaming platform will be able to stream raw globally and will start the agreement exclusively to its US, uh, Canadian, UK, and Latin America. This seems like a big deal. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I haven't really like, I'm not a w, I don't watch WWE, but I feel like this is another step towards Netflix monopolizing. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, look, they're spending a huge nut on it. So that's going to cut into, so they're either, they're, they're either going to have to get more viewers by doing this or raise their rates, right? And if they start raising their rates, now the other streaming platforms look more attractive. Well, um, look at WWE's most recent signing. Did they not just sign Logan Paul? Right. Yeah. Right. So they're tapping into the young market. Yeah. Logan Paul, WWE. He's right. officially a WWE member. So, I mean, they're tapping into a, a lot of different demographics there for sure. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I know uh, Amazon Prime is partnered with one championship. So that's UFC's biggest rival, I think. And so you can get a lot of uh, the, oh, wow. a lot of their events on there. Yeah, they're, uh, they've it's lost big. a couple of fighters. The UFC's lost a couple of fighters to one championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what what was his name? He used to be. Uh, I'm trying to remember. He was a teacher's middleweight champ for a while in the UFC, and then he Rich Franklin. He went uh, there to become an executive with one. They're based out in Asia, and yeah, they. I mean, um, Mighty Mouse is fighting for them a bunch of other guys that used to fight in the UFC are fighting for them I guess they pay more um and they do an interesting they have a, a looser rule set too I think you can like elbow people and knee like down the, opponents like and stuff like elbow that. or whatever yeah like. and like knee down to opponents and stuff like that and then they they also put on at, at one of their events if you watch them they're kind of interesting they'll do a jujitsu match high level jujitsu guys then they'll do a my tie my tie match between high level my tie, and then they'll do an MMA. So they'll do like all three different ones in the same night. Uh, what do you know about Bare Knuckle Fight Club? Like uh, I, I it's an actual it's an actual promotion that they're now like they have fighters. There's going to be more poop on heads. I don't know. That's yeah. I'm intrigued. I have no idea what the reference is, but yeah, tell us more. I need to know more. I need to know more. That one kind of caught me (laughs) off guard. Uh, Yeah, uh, bare bare knuckle fight club. Like, uh, what was his name? Platinum Mike Perry was big UFC name, and then he switched to I think Bellator. Maybe one championship didn't work out. Yeah, we never talk about bare knuckle fight club. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Like Mike, the one Mike Perry fights in. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen some of that. That looks pretty crazy. And then uh, Jorge Masvidal has started his own bare knuckle MMA uh, organization. So they MMA they, is basically already bare knuckle. Well, now they're take, taking their gloves off and fighting. I guess it makes grappling easier and different things like that, right? So I thought they could always they could grab their. Uh, 
they could grab their gloves when they were grappling. Uh, they're not allowed to grab gloves. That's illegal. But um, a lot of UFC fighters say that the UFC gloves, like it's hard to close your hand with them. It's hard. Like you have to really struggle. So I don't know. Um, oh, yeah. And then there's the news with Vince McMahon. If you haven't heard about the Vince McMahon lawsuit, it's uh, interesting. Have Fire you heard about this? Fire it up, Tim. I'm curious. Uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can find something about it because uh, I, I haven't heard much about it. I just heard that uh, there was a long text string and he was banging his former secretary. And then nice. Hey, nice. Yeah, something, something. Uh, I don't have a problem with just secretaries, you know, just like as well, long as they're of age and consenting, fucking go nuts. I don't know why right. canceling guys banging secretaries. Uh, I think he's it's a sex trafficking lawsuit. OK, oh, let's see. Let's start with what, what put in my mouth. Yeah, you're on the wrong side of history hey, here, hey, bud. Hey, anti-sex trafficking. Anti trafficking for the record. He's on the wrong side of history. Hey, Young all Jared's you listening, always... don't sell people for sex. It's bad. We're not endorsing that. Okay, let's hear, see what it has to say here. Co-defendant in Vince McMahon's sex trafficking lawsuit says he was a victim too. Mm. This is Vice News, so we're taking it with he a big grain of salt here. A lawyer for John Laurinaitis, a co-defendant in the explosive civil sex trafficking lawsuit brought last week against WWE founder Vince McMahon and WWE itself, appeared to corroborate central claims in the suit in a statement to Vice News today while despiting Laurentiis's role as described in the complaint. Edward Brennan, the lawyer, said the client is himself a victim, just like the plaintiff, Janelle Grant, a former WWE employee. The truth will come out, Brennan added. In the suit brought last week in federal court, Connecticut Grant says that McMahon and Laurentiis uh, sexually assaulted her in WWE's corporate offices and that McMahon also trafficked her to Laurinaitis's Laurinaitis, the company's former head of talent relations. McMahon, according to the, the suit, went so far as to schedule okay. appointments for her to sexually service Laurinaitis. Hmm, interesting. I have heard nothing of this. I I saw sex trafficking, and then I also saw Vince McMahon, and I immediately was just like, Vince McMahon is the best, and I completely forgot about all of the trafficking, and now I'm <laughs> really backpedaling here yeah um, yeah oh i gotta admit didn't do my research on this one yeah we're just we're, we're we're not doing what canadian libertarians said and waiting for all the facts to come in because that's what we do we we rush to judgment and that's what we like to do and judgment should be rushed that's you what know, god told that us way. to do as one of god's warriors we judge yeah. everyone Janelle Grant's attorney, frankly overwhelmed by more possible victims coming forward against WWE and Vince McMahon. Uh, severe allegations of sexual abuse and much more. The pages of the document have been spread through the pro wrestling world and beyond this point. Yeah. Now, I heard there was some text. I, what I want to do is look up uh, text stream Vince McMahon. Oh. Vince McMahon, eh? I wonder. I wonder if he was on the list. Well, I would. Uh, yep, Vince yep, McMahon, Island. He for sure was on the list. He was big enough to be on the You'd list. You think? All right. I'm not. I'm not seeing anything come up about uh, text messages. About there, there's stories about it, but I want to see the actual messages because apparently they're pretty juicy. 
But here we are gossiping about McMahon. Uh, Love me some good sex traffic. Well, there we go. Poop on head is a reference from that lawsuit. So it's it. Yeah, you're with this lawsuit going on, especially that it's against McMahon, and it's easy to see why McMahon stepped away. The WWE is trying to keep its hands clean, given its recent uh, amalgamations with uh, UFC and with uh, Netflix, apparently. Uh, And too long didn't read. Vince pooped on her head. Oh, fascinating. <laughs> that makes nice. sense. Though. Nice. <laughs> okay. Hey, of all the things, of all the things you're going to do, like that's going to get you canceled or shut down. I can think of so many other things. If you're risking it all, that's just, you know, it's just not going to get it done for me. You know? That's all I got to say about that. That seems like more of a nuisance than anything. Oh, man. Yeah. Mark. Okay. All right. We've done the sexual abuse. What else is next? Oh yeah. Okay. We've got some, uh, some stuff popping off in the middle East around the Yemen area there. Born too young to deploy in the middle East, born too early or born yeah. too late to deploy. Yeah. In the middle East. Yeah. Damn it. Going to miss the draft. U S warship had close call with Houthi missiles in the red sea. Cruise missile what? launched by the Houthis in the Red Sea on Tuesday night came within a mile of a U.S. destroyer before it was shot down, four U.S. officials told CNN. The closest the Houthi attack has come to a U.S. warship. So there's been all these missiles fired off by the Houthis. And, um, you know, this is kind of a case of, again, U.S. foreign policy blowing back on itself. The U.S. has been involved in um, arming and... <laughs> uh, supporting and bombing in Yemen for decades. And well, they are, it turns out they tend to arm the wrong people and engage in too much fuckery in the Middle East. And it never works out well for the U S uh, yeah, no, basically what I took from that article is they're like, yeah, we use our CIWS system, which is, I think it's like a, it's a seven, six, two gun or whatever. It might be bigger than that. And it shoots like a thousand rounds a minute minimum. And you watch those things at night with their tracers and it's like, it's just breathing fire. So for that thing to work, it has to get within a mile and be a confirmed threat. And that's their missile interception system. But their their other interception system works. They've never had something get within eight miles. So I'm convinced that the States and CNN put out this statement saying like, Hey, Oh, this was a fuck up on our part because this missile got within one mile and we had to use our fourth line of defense instead of our first line of defense. Right. So maybe there, I mean, there obviously there's uh, drum beats for war. Uh, the, the typical neocons, Nikki Haley types are saying we got to strike back at Iran because Iran is back in the Houthis. And, um, you know, they're, the neocons have been pounding the drum for war in Iran for for years. I mean, there was uh, there was that general. I'm trying to remember his name, but he he talked about all the countries that they needed to overthrow, right? And it was Iraq and Afghanistan, and uh, I, I can't remember. But they've they've done all of them. Libya, they've done all of them except Iran, and so Iran is still. Uh, still there. Hey, you got a compliment on your your mic there. Yeah, that's oh. a nice mic. What kind of mic do you got there, young Jared? I've got a Yeti Blue X. 
A Yeti Blue X. Nice. I think. I think. I don't know. Nice, nice. I'm pretty sure Tyler's the one who told me to get this mic. So shout out Tyler. For oh, yeah. Me. General Wesley Clark. General Wesley Clark. Let me see if I can find that uh, clip. General Wesley Clark. Seven countries. That's the one. Wesley Clark, that rings a bell, actually. All right, let's take a look at this video. It's two minutes long. Ten days after 9-11, I went through the Pentagon, and I saw Secretary Rumsfeld and, and Deputy Secretary Wolfowitz. I went downstairs just to say hello to some of the people on the joint staff who used, used to work for me, and one of the generals called me, and he said, sir, you got to come in. you got to come in and talk to me a second. I said, well, you're too busy. He said, no, no. He says, we've made the decision we're going to war with Iraq. This was on or about the 20th of September. I said, we're going to war with Iraq. Why? He said, I don't know. <laughs> he said, I guess they don't know what else to do. So uh, I said, well, did they find some information collect connecting Saddam to Al-Qaeda? He said, no, no, no. He says, there's nothing new that way. They just made the decision to go to war with Iraq. He said, I guess it's like, we don't know what to do about terrorists, but we've got a good military and we can take down governments. And um, he said, I guess if, if the only tool you have is a hammer, every problem has to look like a nail. So I came back to see him a few weeks later. And by that time we were bombing in Afghanistan. I said, are we still going to war with Iraq? And he said, oh, it's worse than that. He said, he reached over on his desk, he picked up a piece of paper, he said, I just, he said, I just got this down from upstairs to the Secretary of Defense office today. And he said, this is a memo that describes how we're going to take out seven countries in five years, starting with Iraq and then Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and finishing off Iran. There you go. Iran. The truth is. So it's it's Iran's turn to be uh, taken out by the, the military industrial complex. So there we go. Hey, whatever pays for our plans, let's fire it up. Yeah. Oh, Justin Turdo, I don't know how we missed this. Did you talk about the court saying the emergency act was unconstitutional? If not, what's your take? We did talk about it, but I feel like our mics last episode. Were oh, yeah, we had mic problems. Justice. Yeah, we're getting this podcast shit dialed in now. Uh, well, obviously, it feels like we're vindicated somewhat, right? Like, yeah, of course it was unconstitutional. I mean, maybe our constitution is worth something after all. Maybe it's not an actual just toilet paper to wipe our asses with and stuff. But, um, you know, <laughs> is it going to stop it from next time? I don't know. Is anyone actually going to suffer any repercussions? I mean, the, now that the government has been found to do something illegal, what, what do those people that made those decisions, what do they get? I mean, uh, Lamenti, the, the justice minister in charge of this stuff, went Twitter silent. His Twitter page, his Twitter uh, account went dark, and I think it was erased. And then the next day, he was retiring to a cushy gig at a law firm, and everyone was thanking him for his amazing service and uh, working so hard on indigenous justice and different things like that. And uh, so is Lamenti going to serve any jail time? I mean, if Jared, young Jared, if you were I 
were to why why is my name young jared on this by the way Oh boy, I've been I've been going by Young Jared the whole time. Anyways, don't worry, they know you. They know it's, it's your show. Hey, it's, it's me. your world. I'm just boy, living it. Your world. Um, your world. No, but look, is if you or I were to <laughs> invoke an emergencies act and use our guns to tell people they couldn't go to work and that they had to show us proof of vaccination before we let them move, go from point A to point B. And, uh, you know, made them do all, all these things and seize their bank accounts. I don't know. I think that we would be arrested. We'd be charged with a few felonies. I mean, I'd like to know where I could learn how to invoke the Emergencies Act because the NFL is out of control right now. And I think it's a national emergency. We need to get this shit dialed in. No, but fair enough. No, actually, like we had talked what like my point kind of I think was a little bit misunderstood last time where uh, I'm saying, you know, there is a time and a place that's correct to invoke. How dare you? That's the same thing you said last week. I didn't misunderstand you at all. I didn't feel like I got ostracized. For There's a time a and a bit. place for it. Well, let's There's hear time, what this time and place There's is. There's a time and a place. And this was not the time or the place. And the fact that it was evoked should have consequences and it's not going to. And that's, that was my point, And I didn't state that clearly enough. <laughs> Fair enough. They, they may rewrite it to justify invoking it for other purposes in the future. That's a problem with the document that suggests your fundamental rights can be overridden. Yeah, there, you know, the charter has that pesky notwithstanding clause that said, yeah, you have these rights unless the government decides it doesn't, notwithstanding that the public interest is served by you not having those rights, whatever the public interest is and however they, they can define it in so many ways. So, uh, you know, I, look, they got lucky and got the right judge, but the question is, do most judges hold that, you know, hold the Supreme Court's view uh, on the Constitution and that the Emergencies Act? But I don't know. I, I think their big complaint with it, from what I understand, is that this was this was. Uh, an Ottawa incident. It wasn't a national incident. It was like something happening in Ottawa. It didn't threaten national security. It didn't threaten anything national. So if they're, why, if they why aren't they using bylaws? What, what was it? Two weeks ago? I know it's not all the rage anymore and people stopped caring about Palestine. But the Palestine riots or peaceful protests that were going on, if they're going to invoke the Emergency Act, Emergencies Act for the Freedom Convoy, then they sure as hell have to do it again for the Palestine freedom, free Palestine shit that was going on. It's just, I don't see how you can justify doing it to one group other than, or instead of doing it to both. I don't know. I mean, obviously one party aligns more with the ideals of the current party in power, which results in a different outcome. But well, I mean, that's that's the point of government is to align with special interests and destroy civil liberties. The point of government is to protect the people and provide the people with the necessities required for life. Young Jared, went, young Jared went to public school. I right? couldn't afford private uh, school. I yeah, couldn't well, afford private school. Congrats. You have been indoctrinated and Holy they've done Redeemer. a good job. Shout out. Shout out, Holy Redeemer, for my Catholic job. school education inherent in something as a permanent essential or yeah inherent he's talking about uh 
inherent uh, inalienable <laughs> inherent rights, things that can't be taken away. And uh, yeah, great observation, young Jared. Hey, Who another, are these people? Another uh, another public school. I think it was a horrible observation. Government isn't there to protect you. It's a it's literally a criminal gang. It was born. The government is supposed to be there to protect you, is what I should have said. Wow. And the fact that's that they're what not the, the fact that's what that they're not shutting down peaceful protests. That's what they, they taught you in public schools. They're supposed to it's not, but it's not supposed to. It never was. It was always just a criminal gang there to plunder. It was born in plunder and conquest. It exists by plunder and conquest. It only exists by doing things to you that it, that you are not allowed to do to others true That's the only yeah, way true. the principle we're gonna principle. get them the teachers the principles so you're a true believer canadian libertarian gets it <laughs> i don't know what to tell you guys i don't know well do. it's a slow process canadian libertarian we'll get him Something. we'll get him one of these days we'll unindoctrinate him right now this brain is too full of world war ii facts and travis kelsey conspiracy all right uh let's move to grind grind our gears what's grinding your gears this week jared oh i got so many things here what's grinding my gears actually you know what tim this is this was your idea you lead this one off you lead this well one. i'll tell you what's grinding my gears it's uh people at costco who don't uh, who just meander who just kind of don't notice there's other people around them who will park their cart on one side and then walk over to the other side and completely block an eight foot wide aisle so that you can't get past them completely oblivious to the fact that there are others there grinds my gears i have to jump on board with you on that one i was also at costco today and i ditched my crutches in the shopping cart and used the shopping cart as crutches and watching people navigate costco with a shopping cart is more abysmal than watching people navigate sherwood park with a vehicle so i do have to agree with you on that one yeah, I mean, what is it with these people, right? Like, what what do they, how, how do how do they not have situational awareness? Are they not aware that there are other people in this world? And I think, I think that, you know, at the end of the day, it's just everybody's worried about their their damn phones. It's a shame. It's a shame. <laughs> They're worried about their damn phones. These that people grinds. are worried about their to toilet paper and whether that would look good on my counter or whether. Yeah, I yeah. forgot about I forgot about the toilet paper. Everybody yeah, toilet paper, man, those are the good old days. Yeah, the good old days. Toilet paper was <laughs> our currency. What grinds my gears right now? I'm dealing with a lot of truck stuff. Just like every two, three weeks, it seems like my POS Ford is really just crushing my soul. Every time I'm like, all right, credit cards paid off, money in the bank account, let's book a trip let's buy a nice dinner let's do something and every time i turn around this piece of shit ford just cost me two thousand three thousand dollars so i'd say then you start looking around you're looking at chevys you're looking at dodges and then it gets me thinking you know maybe a little bit like politicians you know you got your fords right. your fords are your or your, your conservatives you know they work really well and then when they fuck up it's really expensive fix mm. That gets bad. Takes them a long time to get back on the road, and then if you look more towards the liberal side, you're looking at a at a at a Chev, at a Chev because you know they're nicer, they're really welcoming, they're really comfortable, and they've got the strongest trannies. So oh got, boy, 
That's something you got to consider. Well, that is something you got to consider. I mean, I'm always looking at trannies when I'm buying a truck and I'm buying liberal. That's important. Fair enough. All right. Well, there you go. That's what grinds our gears. Write what grinds your gears down in the comments. Uh, Smash that subscribe button. Hit the bell to be notified. Uh, Follow us on YouTube. And uh, look in the links there for young Jared's newly formed YouTube channel. He's putting together some creative videos over there. For a, uh, a discerning a discerning audience, let's say. Before they all get taken down for copyright violations. All right, peace. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, feel free to send us your ideas of what we should cover, and uh, we'll hit it up. Peace.